Good morning, Rivers. You guys can have a seat. Mike's on, like, he's just doing it. It's awesome. <laughs> so we want to welcome everybody here this morning. Um, thank you to Dale. She's holding her phone and she's recording for us today. <laughs> so thank you, Dale. Um, so a couple of quick announcements. Tonight at 6.30, we have a young adults group that meets here. Um, so I would definitely encourage you guys to come to that. Bring your friends. Um, it should be a lot of fun. Next Saturday, which is May 7th, there's a men's breakfast at 8 o'clock, and I believe they're meeting at IHOP um, this week. And next Sunday, did I say Saturday? Next Saturday is the men's breakfast. Next Sunday is Mother's Day, Woo! so make sure you come for that. I'm sure we'll do something special for moms. Um, I think that's it for announcements for right now. If you're visiting or if you've never been here, we'd love for you to fill one of these out just to give us information about you. We're not going to bug you. We're not going to ask you for money or anything, but we just want to know who you are and see if we can help you in any way. Um, somebody came up to me, actually Gabby came up to me this morning and asked if we could pray for a friend of hers. Um, her name is Mariah and um, she's in labor right now. So um, if we could real quick just pray for Mariah. That would be great. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for um, for being our Father, Lord, that we can come to you and you told us to come to you with our needs. And Lord, we just pray for Mariah, God, that you'd be with her in the hospital, God, right now as she's getting ready to have this little baby. And I pray that you would just keep um, keep everything safe, Lord, and be with the doctors and the nurses. And then everything would just go smoothly and quickly, Lord. And um, we just pray for this mom and this baby. We just give them to you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Well, I'm going to be your, uh, I'm doing the message today. Woo! I don't know what that's called, but I'm doing the message today. And um, I think I know most of you, but in case you don't know me, my name is Kelly. And I am not a public speaker per se, but I'm a teacher, I'm a school teacher, I'm an elementary school teacher. So um, I'm just gonna close my eyes and like imagine that you guys are all in like third and fourth grade, which for some that I know is not a stretch, right? <laughs> right? Um, so, you know, if you wanna go to the bathroom, you don't have to ask, you just go, but come right back. Don't, you know, don't spend too much time there. Um, and there will be a test next week. <laughs> um, I did make a handout if you want to grab it. It looks a little bit different. Again, school teacher thing, like I whipped out a worksheet. So if you want to grab that, that's back there. Don't get this one. This is the red copy. This has all the answers. So you have this one. Hand sheet. All right. So I want to start with a story um, that I read on Facebook. Not Facebook, but online. So a young couple moved into a new neighborhood. The next morning while they were eating breakfast by their window, the young woman saw her neighbor hanging her clothes outside. She was hanging her sheets on her line. Oh, that was my mom. <laughs> that laundry is not very clean. She doesn't know how to wash correctly. There's spots all over it. Maybe she needs better laundry soap. Okay, Karen. Um, <laughs> 
her husband looked at her and looked outside, but he didn't say anything. And every time her neighbor hung out her laundry to dry, the young woman would keep commenting how spotted it was and just she needs to do better with her laundry. Maybe I could go and help her, help her to do her laundry sometime. A month later, the woman was surprised to see a nice clean wash on the line and said to her husband, look, she's finally learned how to wash correctly. I wonder who taught her how to do that. And the husband replied, I got up early this morning and cleaned the windows. And so it is with life. What we see when we watch others depends on the clarity of the window through which we look. So don't be too quick to judge others, especially if your perspective in life is clouded by anger, jealousy, negativity, or unfulfilled desires. Whoa. And if Rob was here, he would say, love ya, after that one. <laughs> but let's pray. God, I just thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to share your word, Lord, and I pray that you'd help me to be clear, um, help it to land on good soil, and I pray that it would just bless those that hear it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Kelly, you should open up with a joke, like some icebreaker. You, you're the queen of good jokes. <laughs> so Come on, this guy. I am a joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, my joke. I, I can't help it. <laughs> um, what do you call a group of musical aquatic sea mammals? What? An orchestra. So this morning I want to talk about comparing ourselves to others, which is something that I do all the time, and why it's not a good idea. Um, to compare is to look at two things to see how they are similar and different. I think we all know that. Right, we compare things constantly. Um, so on our little handout, how we are the same and different, if you want to do that, you don't have to. In math, I was thinking, it's kind of interesting, when we say compare two numbers, that just means, tell me if they're greater than, less than, or equal to. Like those little alligators, you know, those little things. Which I thought was interesting that we think Somebody's better and somebody's worse, somebody's greater, somebody's less or equal. And then, um, I also think of like comparison shopping. It's a wise way to purchase things and get the best deal. You know, so comparison's not always a bad thing. And God wants us to use our brains and make wise decisions, but today I really want to talk about comparing yourself to other people. And um, Teddy Roosevelt said, comparison is the thief of joy. Um, so like I said, I've compared myself to people my whole life. I, I, think, I think everybody kind of does to a point, but that to me has made me an insecure person, and it has also kind of made me a judgmental person. So kind of unraveling all that through my whole life, like why do I act like that? Like, it kind of all went back to like compare myself to other people. So I want to kind of share some things that, I've, that I'm discovering now, and hopefully that will help you too. So I want to look at a story. Um, it's the parable 
of the Pharisee and the tax collector, and it's in Luke 18. I'm just going to read it. Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else, the religious people. That's, that's who they were. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I'm not like other people, cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give a tenth of my income. Okay. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven when he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, Oh, God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner not the Pharisee, return home justified before God. This is Jesus telling the story. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So here we see the religious man comparing himself to everybody else, to all the other sinners, but especially this one guy that was there, and the tax collector who, tax collectors had a reputation of being unfair, and nobody liked them because they're tax collectors, but he was very humble. And Jesus tells us that the humble guy was the one that was right before God. So what might happen when we compare ourselves to other people? Well, it can have positive and negative effects, right? Being Comparing is not always bad, like I said. Um, if you're an athlete or a musician, which I am neither. <laughs> um, we compare ourselves to those that are more advanced than us. Right? If you're running a race, you want to run with the fast people. You don't want to run with the slow people. If you're learning an instrument, you want to play with the better people, not with the people that are learning, just so you get better. Um, sometimes, and I've done this, if we're not sure if we're doing something right, you kind of look around, and okay, I'm doing it right, right? You're comparing yourself to other people. Um, if we want to go somewhere, we compare routes, like on our GPS. Like, oh, there's an accident that way or something, so I'm not gonna go that way, I'm gonna go this way. We compare all the time. Um, we might compare job offers. We might compare where we're gonna go to college. There's all kinds of comparisons. We might compare Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts. And I'm not gonna go there. Um, actually, we have Starbucks today. But we compare all the time, so it's not necessarily a bad thing. Proverbs 14:16 says, the wise are cautious and avoid danger. Fools plunge ahead with reckless confidence. But today I want to talk about specifically people that compare themselves to other people. Um, and I try to make a list of what might happen when we compare ourselves to others. Um, and there's a little space there you can jot down a couple that jump out at you, maybe you think of other things too. So this is the list that I came up with, and it's kind of an ouchy list. Pride, envy, competition, selfishness, insecurity, confusion, anger, divorce, addictions, self-criticism, illness, compromise, distraction, people-pleasing, ungratefulness, contempt, judgment, legalism, and religion. 
It's going to get better. <laughs> it's going to get better. Um, and then what kinds of things do we tend to compare ourselves to others about? Our houses, our cars, our electronics, um, our body image, you're taller than me, you're shorter than me, you're thinner than me. Um, people, just in general. Families, your family and my family, you guys got it all together, you know, which is not true. Um, <laughs> never true. Our jobs, our finances, our neighborhoods, our toys, which could be your boats, it could be your, whatever your toys are, your guitars, sorry honey. Um, our education, you've got all these degrees and I don't. Um, our ministries, look what you guys are doing over there, look what I'm doing over here. Um, in our churches, we compare our churches. So when we're not confident and grounded in our own identity in Christ, it's easy to place ourselves in a dangerous imaginary scale where we think we're better than some people and less than other people. I do that. I, I do that. And that's not a good idea. It really only matters who God says you are. It really only matters who God says you are. And where do we find that? Bible. Bible! Woohoo! And how do we remind ourselves? We read it. Um, we fellowship. We come to church. We pray. We tell each other. Um, this world is so full of distractions, you guys, like social media and TV and movies, and it's just commercials are constantly bombarding you with comparing ourselves to other people. Like, how many likes did this get? And um, their, their vacation looks better than mine, and their, um, their pictures are cuter than my pictures, or whatever. Like, it's constant, it's everywhere. So we really just need to be aware of that and push that back a little bit. Um, so, for an example, and this is, again, something I do. This is kind of like the story of me here. Um, we might say, like, I know I, I know that I shouldn't watch this show, but it's better than that other one. Right? My friend Tom watches that other show with all the violence and all the language, and he even posts about it on Facebook. I don't do that. So I'm, I'm better than that. Um, and besides my other friend Sally over here, she watches it. She's on the worship team. Um, so it can't be that bad. Like, ouch, right? Totally, I do this. So sometimes myself, and I think we can all kind of like look, look for loopholes. Um, if God tells you don't do something, he might not tell everybody not to do that thing, but that's none of your business. If God tells you don't do it, don't do it. Um, or do it, you know. Like there's some things in my life that I just don't do because God says don't do it. Um, and for a long time I used to judge other people because they did them. And that wasn't right. Because I don't know what God told them and it's none of my business. But for myself, if I wanted to do something like a movie, like this example, I knew it wasn't right, but if I can find one person that I look up to even would be even better, who's a strong Christian would be even better, then it might be okay. So just be careful of that. 
All right. Love ya. Kelly's <laughs> um, killing it. So comparison can lead to, so now I'm down to where the numbers are. Number one is envy and jealousy, which I think is pretty obvious. You have stuff that I want, I'm jealous. I'm envious, I want it. And there's a few verses there, I'm not going to read them all. Um, I'll just share James 3.16, for where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. So um, don't do it. The Ten Commandments talk about coveting, which coveting means lustful desire for something that doesn't belong to you. It could be a person, it could be the stuff. You know, the, your neighbor gets a new car, I really want that new car, okay, whatever. And First Timothy says, um, godliness with contentment is great gain. So sometimes you're not going to get the new car. Just, mm -hmm. It's better to just be content with what we have. All right, number two, insecurity. I'm that too. Woo <laughs> um, the grass is greener when we water it. So um, I think we've all heard the expression, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. You'll look over your, at your friend's stuff and theirs is all together and yours isn't. Um, there's a couple of uh, adjustments to that. And one of them is um, the grass is greener on the other side of the fence because it's fake. Yeah. Maybe it's AstroTurf, right? Um, maybe it's covered with a lot of fertilizer. And I'll just leave that one right there. Um, but honestly, the grass is greener because you water it. So if you want what they have, do something about it on your own grass. Um, and this is just some stuff that I found. These are some quotes. Every minute you spend wishing you had someone else's life is a minute spent wasting yours. Don't compare yourself to others. You have no idea what their journey is all about. We just see a little picture. We don't know where they've been. We don't know what's going on in their life. And I think we all don't go around showing all our garbage, right? So just because you see somebody that looks like it's good, it doesn't mean it's good, okay? Um, the reason we struggle with insecurity is because we compare our behind the scenes, so we know our whole life, with someone else's highlight reel. So again, you know, they're showing us what we want to see. Because who wants to show us all of the bad stuff? You know, we don't, I don't. And again, we see social media, and things like that. Um, number three is self-esteem issues. There's <laughs> um, Romans three talks about everyone falls short of God's glory. Like it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter how put together you are. It's a level field. We're all saved by grace. So if you look at somebody else and think that they're better than you, the Bible says they're not. Period. Okay? If you look at someone else and say that they're worse than you, the Bible says they're not. Everyone's a sinner and none of us can measure up. Um, Ephesians 2.8 says, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, 
which God, prepared, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Um, so if you think of the most wholesome person you know, the strongest Christian, she's no better than you. We love you dearly, but and she'll tell you that too. Oh, yeah, she, she will absolutely tell you that. And then on the flip side, if you think of that guy at the stoplight who's begging for money, or the people in the jails, or the person that cheats and always gets ahead, they're no worse than you. So just remember that God made us all the same and we're all saved by grace. Um, and I'm not supposed to be you anyway, and you're not supposed to be me. So comparing ourselves to others is, is kind of silly, right? The banana isn't like trying to be an apple, and the apple doesn't try to be a banana. Because it says here that Christ created us to do all good works. Like, you have your own stuff to do, and I have my own stuff to do. Alright, number four. The fun just keeps on coming. Number four is compromise. Guess what? <laughs> Comparing ourselves to others can also make us feel better, so we're not so bad. And I kind of talked about that with the movie analogy earlier. Well, sure, it's not right, but at least it's not blank, blank, blank. Um, you know, we don't have the greatest this, but at least we're not doing this. Um, which is okay, I guess, but if it's just to make you feel better in the moment, then it's, it's not a good idea. We all have our own callings and measures of faith. Yours is different than mine. You don't know mine, and I don't know yours. And frankly, it's none of my business. We're instructed to encourage each other in the faith, but ultimately, you are only responsible for your own walk. So if you're constantly looking at other people and trying to put them right, you're not looking at yourself. And that's not what we're supposed to be doing. Um, the Bible says in Psalms 139.14 that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God knows what he's doing. All the good, all the bad, all the ugly that we see. Galatians 6, 4 through 5 says, Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. 1 Thessalonians 4, 11 says, We urge you, brothers and sisters, to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of others. So to stay out of other people's business. Um, Romans 12.4 says, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, though we are many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. And I'm not going to go into the big long list, but it's like some are teachers, some are evangelists, some are prophets. So whatever God told you to do, is different than somebody else. If we're all doing the same thing, then the body's not going to function right. So don't get caught up in looking over there. They're doing so much better than me. They need to do it better. Like, just do your own thing. Just do your own thing. Um, okay. The next thing on our little sheet here. Because we all come from different backgrounds. 
And we should remember that also. Um, so again, Romans 14 says, Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. Um, I'm not going to sing the song. I know. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's in my head. Um, so, I've been saved for about 35 years or so, and uh, culture has obviously changed a lot, and some things that mainstream culture didn't accept back then is very accepted now, and I'm not going to go into all that. But I think there's some stuff in churches even back then that we didn't do, that we do now. And some of it, big deal, no big deal, you know, who cares what you wear, whatever, stuff like that. But um, there's a lot of, like, God wants you to be successful and God wants you to have a good life and God wants you to be joyful and God wants you to be healthy. That's all good. But sometimes I think we don't hear enough reminders of not to be a stumbling block to other people. So just because God says you can do something, you shouldn't always do it. Um, just remember where people came from and you don't even know and it's none of your business. So just remember as you live and what you do, um, be careful of what it might affect other people. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. Yes. Um, if your brother or sister, this is still Romans, if your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. So basically the Bible says, nothing in the world is like clean or unclean because God made everything. But if something's okay for you, but it's not okay for your brother, then don't do it. You know, just don't. However, if something's okay for them and it's not for you, don't tell them it's not okay for them. I've done that too. And that's legalism. That's rules. That's, you shouldn't do that because blah, 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 blah. Well, if God told you that, then good. Make sure you're doing that. But don't push it on other people. Um, and that's where M-Y-O-W comes in. Mind your own walk. Kind of like mind your own business. And that's hard because as a, as a Christian, as a Christian leader, which we all are, we want to encourage people. If we see somebody doing something wrong, we want to tell them and help them, but we need to do, we need to do it in love. Um, and just be careful that you're not pushing your own stuff just because you're better than them. All right, number five is pride and selfishness. And again, if we think somebody's less than us, we're gonna be prideful, right? If they have something we don't want, if they have something we want, then we can get selfish. So Philippians 2.3 says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility, value others above yourselves. Remember the Pharisee at the beginning? Don't push others down just to raise yourself up. Um, look out for number one is not in the Bible. And that was something I heard as a kid. 
I grew up in a non-Christian family and great great parents, but um, you know we were pretty much taught you look out for number one, you take care of yourself, and that's not in the Bible. All right, last one, number six, judgment. Um, Matthew seven three through five. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when you have a big old plank coming out of your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So we're going back to those dirty windows and that lady in the house, right? Um... Are we ever going to not have stuff? No, we're always going to have stuff. But be careful that you don't focus on other people when you have something going on in your own life. So now what do we do? Okay, here's the good news. Number one, know what God says about you. You're loved, you're created by him, you have a purpose, you have a future. You're unique. You're not supposed to be anybody else. You're supposed to be you. Number two, believe it. So, yeah, I know, God, I know, but look. No. Believe it. Number three, garbage in, garbage out. Be careful what you put in your spirit by what you take in your eyes and your ears. Um, again, we talked about social media. Is social media bad? No, I want it all the time. But be really careful about getting sucked into comparing yourselves to other people, because that's a lot of social media. Um, and just in general, just watch what you watch on TV, watch what you listen to, because I believe um, sometimes that comes in and you don't even know. True. It's, it's powerful. Um, I, sometimes, like, songs I even listen to, like, oh, this is an old song. And I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you're singing it, you don't even know, like, oh, this guy's, like, having an affair. Like, that's not good. Like, you know, it's, it's not okay. Um, number four, be grateful. If you're grateful for what you have, then you're probably going to be less likely to want what other people have. Number five, adjust your mindset. Um, all the thoughts that come into your brain, and again, going back to whatever we put in it, we have control over that. Um, celebrate your successes. When you do something good, be happy. If somebody gives you a compliment, take it. Right? That's not being prideful. That's just, you know, thank them for that. Um, count your blessings. Um, remember that nobody has it all together. Nobody does. So stop feeling threatened by other people rising. Um, and stop those condemning thoughts that come into your brain as soon as they get there. Oh man, I'm a loser. Oh, I did it again. Oh, I wish I could be like that guy. Like as soon as those come, just say, get out. The Bible says that we can do that. Okay? That's like huge. Um, and number six, change. 
if there's a legit if there's a legit thing that you're comparing yourself to other people and you're wrong, like do something about it, right? Because we're not always right. We have to change all the time. Um, so you can set a smart goal, which is a specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound thing. And if you want that later, I'll give it to you later. But if you compare yourself to other people and go, man, I really need to be doing this. If you really do, then do it, right? So comparing ourselves can, comparing ourselves to others can lead to heartache, hurt, and ineffective ministry. If you get so wound up and looking at other people and trying to be other people, then you're not gonna do what God wants you to do. God doesn't want you to be, God doesn't want me to be Chris. I don't have a beard, right? <laughs> Good My brother-in-law would say I have a mustache, but do not have a beard. <laughs> he does, he's Mike. Um, we should strive instead to compare ourselves to who you guys? To Christ, to Jesus, okay? First Corinthians 11.1 1 says, follow my example, this is Paul, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. So your life should, you should be able to say that. Follow me as I follow Christ. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So I'm not a runner, but I can imagine. Is anybody a runner? What if I'm running like this? And I'm looking around at everybody else. And then you guys are going way too slow back there. And hey, I wish I could go as fast as you. Like, no, that's not how you run a race, right? So we need to run our race and not be distracted. Um, so I wanted to just wrap it up. And this is a quote that I found. It's not for me. Um, it says, we won't be distracted by comparisons when we are captivated with our purpose. So how do you want to stop doing the bad stuff in your life? Do the good stuff, right? How do you stop comparing yourselves to other people? Oh, I'm so terrible, oh, oh you know, way better than you. How do you get rid of all that stuff? Just follow God, just run your race, just stay focused. Don't try to be somebody else. Don't put other people down. Don't beat yourself up. Just fix your eyes on Jesus and go. So um, I was kind of concerned like this would be kind of heavy and I hope I didn't make you feel bad. I hope I encouraged you. Because um, if you can learn this early, then I think it will save you some trouble in life. So let's just pray, and let's pray that God would help us all. Like I said, this is kind of my aha moment about a year ago. Like, why am I like this? I hate that. And it kind of all stems from this. Probably as soon as you walk out the door, it's not true. But just get him out there, because it is true.
and we love you and come to church and we'll encourage you and we'll encourage each other church is a team let's pray Father we thank you Lord for um, your word forgive us God for not opening it and reading it as much as we should Lord God there's so much good stuff in there that we really just need to be um, to survive God in this world this world is crazy this world is bombarding us with the opposite of what you say all the time. And if we're not sure who we are, then we can fall for their lies. So God, I just pray that you would just really set in our hearts this morning how important we are to you, how much you love us, how we're all the same. I'm not any better or any less than anybody else. It's none of my business what anybody else is doing. I love them. I pray for them. I encourage them. I might correct them in love, but I don't shove my stuff on them to make them feel better. Um, help us to see other people like the people they're becoming, Lord. Um, and help us to really hone in on you, Lord, and to find out what, what do you want me to do? Um, you know, sometimes I feel like we're just going through life and wasting time. God, I pray that you forgive us for wasting time and really just get serious with you and run our race um, to be the best us that you want us to be. And thank you that you've given us everything we need to do whatever you call us to do. Um, bless us today as we go out, Lord, and help us to be a light to our community. And um, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.